Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. This episode is brought to you by Cave Social. Cave Social is a marketing agency based out of Los Angeles that can help you grow your business online through impactful social media. So head over to cavesocial.com, request a free consultation and chat with their team. They'll be able to help you out. All right. Today, I am sitting with Katie Perry. She is a VP of marketing at public.com, a social investing app. Very, very cool conversation talking about where the world of finance is going, specifically investing applications and what public.com is doing on their site um, and their app more so to really help democratize investing and bring conversations to light about certain industries, companies, and more. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I am sitting with Katie Perry. She is the VP of Marketing for the social investing app, public.com. Katie, how you doing? I'm great. How are you doing, Jordan? Oh, I can't complain. Not too bad. I'm learning a lot about public, and I'm excited to have you on as I was digging in and doing the research. So tell me a little bit more. Tell me about, one, your story You know, in the corporate world, what brought you to public.com, and then tell me a little bit about what y'all are trying to do there. So going back to the beginning, I wanted to be a journalist, actually, most of my life. I was editor of my high school paper. I went to journalism summer camp. I was on the newspaper in college. And I always just love journalism because I'm naturally curious. I love learning about new things. And I also love telling stories. So as it happened, my career path ended up starting off the journalism path with a job in marketing. I graduated kind of in the heart of the Great Recession, which was a really kind of taxing time, but I honestly think I, I came out better for it. And, you know, I really had to get scrappy with my job search out of college. And after several setbacks, I landed a job at an ad agency. And it was an amazing opportunity. The, it was a digital agency kind of at the time that social and search marketing was really taking off. And in that opportunity that, you know, I kind of just took on a whim, I immediately fell in love with marketing because it combined my interest in business with my interest in storytelling. And so after that, you know, I moved on after about five years, I took a job at an influencer marketing startup. And after that, I really, you know, loved the startup experience. I loved building, but I wanted to try out, you know, taking a leap on my own. And so I started a consulting practice that advised early stage startups on their marketing strategy. Uh, and, you know, in addition to that, I've held roles in innovation strategy and corporate strategy at a publicly traded company, but always I've really just loved building. And so to get to today, you know, public was an opportunity that was a no-brainer for me. I was consulting at the time. I, I knew one of the co-CEOs from my consulting days and I kind of had this checklist of things that were important to me that, you know, if I went back into the full-time job sort of market, I wanted to check all the boxes. And those boxes were a mission that I believed in, leadership I trusted, a world-class product, and an opportunity to make an immediate impact. And so with public, kind of all of those things came together, specifically the mission. So as a social investing app, we're really trying to give people more access to investing. And I really just believe that 
finance and personal finance topics are something that just aren't really taught from an early age. And and people feel kind of these psychological barriers to entry, in addition to feeling like there's economic barriers to entry. And so public's kind of tackling both. And it's just really exciting time for the company right now. And I'm excited to be there. Very cool. And I hear you. The personal finance, finance world is very daunting if you're not in it. It seems like, you know, it's it has been unapproachable. So you have a bunch of companies now that are making it more approachable, public being one of them, you're out there. Now talk to me, what is a social investing app? Talk to me about that component yeah. of the business. So it's a great question. Uh, we really view the social aspect of our app as an educational tool. So the best way I describe this to somebody who can't really picture what that looks like is imagine a Venmo feed. Uh, and instead of people paying each other, they're trading stocks and investing in companies that they believe in, primarily for the long term. Most of our community are long term investors. So similar to Venmo, it's not showing the dollar amounts. So kind of everyone kind of has an equal voice. But it's an opportunity to talk about, you know, why you believe in a company and share. Maybe you have expertise in that area, share your conviction, and then engage in a dialogue with other people. What we're really building is a community of a lot of diverse voices. I think sometimes people think like, oh, it's, you know, it's kind of like Twitter in that people are talking about stocks all the time and they're deep into kind of that that sort of uh, stereotypical investing culture. What we're doing is really different. The voices we have in our community are representative of creative industries. They're representative of artists. There's a lot of tech people in there. There's teachers. There's, you know, healthcare experts. And so the idea being that everyone has expertise in something and a lot of people have superpowers. And not all of those are, you know, a specific expertise in the financial markets, but their knowledge is definitely applicable to businesses. And so when you blend all of these insights together, it's really cool. One example, just real quickly, of something that happened last week in the app, I made an investment in Chegg, which is a remote learning and tutoring software company. And I kind of explained why you know, a lot of universities going remote. Um, I took a look at their last earnings call. It looked like they were growing about 30%. Uh, and so, you know, I posted that to the feed and three college students chimed in and kind of gave me the inside scoop, which I just would never have gotten, you know, in a CNBC article or elsewhere. And they were telling me things like, you know, universities are trying to crack down on Chegg because of academic dishonesty issues. One person mentioned that, you know, everyone in her sorority used the same login. So it's just interesting getting layers of insight like that from a community with a lot of different people. And it helps you have like more well-rounded financial knowledge. So at a high level, you know, the social piece, it's not about influence. It's not about copying other people. It's just about sharing ideas and having, you know, healthy dialogue and debate about companies and business. And you can really get to the grassroots and like you said, learn from people who are actually using the products, you know, by these companies. So it's more than just a ticker symbol. Yes, um, exactly. That's, that's huge. Okay. So you join the company in late 2019. You come on, you're ready to rock and roll. Coronavirus happens. Has that actually caused a download spike with people having more time at home? Yeah, it's really interesting. We announced our uh, Series B funding round the first week of March. And 
I always talk about how everything kind of just happened so quickly in that time frame because I remember looking back and, you know, I was reading about this coronavirus thing, February into March, but still, I mean, we made the announcement and it still didn't feel like this was going to be this major disrupting force. And then boom, you know, it just, everything changed. And I think for us, it was really interesting to see that, you know, especially into March, there was a lot of volatility in the market and obviously took a big dive. And at that time, I think a lot of new investors kind of understood or thought that this might be an opportunity for them to get in. We saw a lot of growth during that period that, you know, we've been kind of riding that tailwind. I think we grew something like 70 or 80% March to April. And that's just, you know, new members coming in. And what's really interesting too, is it wasn't just the, you know, the raw growth numbers. It was growth in time in the app, growth in engagement. And our thesis there is that, you know, when things are uncertain, when you're not really sure what to make of what's going on, you don't necessarily want to have a solo experience investing. You don't want to just be in there with your charts and your numbers by yourself. You want to talk to other people and see what they're thinking and have a more social experience. And so at that point, we were kind of watching all of the surge in social activity and people connecting. That's when our product team really fast-tracked a messages feature in the app, which is, you know, kind of like a DM, but also a group chat function. So you can have smaller clusters of conversations dedicated to specific topics. So for example, I'm in a future of fitness group chat and we talk about, you know, Lululemon buying Mir. What does that mean for Peloton? And there's all these discrete kind of conversations you can have. We have chats around earnings calls, IPOs. And, but yeah, it's really interesting to see. I think one thing I read that was really interesting was that business news was actually the fastest growing type of news following kind of COVID happening ahead of political, obviously ahead of sports and celebrity. And it just became this thing that more people followed. And I think that's ultimately good. I think it's good that people are curious about how this stuff works and they can learn more and and kind of build their literacy. So we've definitely kind of, you know, benefited from a greater interest in learning about some of these topics. Uh, 100%. That makes a ton of sense. Now, with that, you know, the increase in learning, more people learning about finance in general, learning about the app. Talk to me about the growth strategies. Um, From what I've seen, you have a referral program. Has that generated a lot of the organic growth? Referrals are definitely significant just by virtue of being a social app. It's, you know, you're not just referring a friend to get a transactional free slice of stock, which is what we offer. You're kind of referring a friend to enhance your own experience. So yes, I invite my friends and it's great to get a free slice of stock, but I'm inviting friends into a chat group. I'm inviting friends because I know, you know, they have interesting insights to share with the community. And so referral is not just kind of Yes, it drives growth, but it also enhances our community and enhances the experience of individual members too. There's an interesting psychological trigger that happens, you know, with referrals and seeing that the consumer or the user then can take that and go, okay, when they send out a, a referral or they send it to a friend, they're also positioning to say, hey, look, I invest, right? Yes. And that's such an interesting psychological trigger to cause more and more referrals. Very, very cool. Now, the social feed. I love that as a you know unique selling proposition for really this app and bringing that that social media feeling to investing and really a new aged you know cleaning up like the Yahoo conversations and forums mm-hmm. that you see on a lot you know mm-hmm. those things are a mess and 
<laughs> well, they're, <laughs> they're definitely a vestige of a past culture of investing. And I think they're still valuable for people. It's funny. So my, my dad was the one who got me on Vanguard and told me this about this stuff at a young age. And now he's on public, which is kind of funny. It's like full circle, but he still, I think, reads comments on articles and things like that and finds value. So there's still, some people still have value to that, but the way we see it is like the culture of investing is changing. It's becoming more mainstream. And so even the ways people are communicating, but even the kind of nuances of the conversations themselves. And one way I kind of describe it is it's not talking about stocks necessarily. It's talking about businesses and broader economic trends, which is more accessible and in my view, more interesting. It's not kind of this more short-term transactional view. It's kind of like it's tapping into what you know. There's obviously that investing adage of, you know, invest in what you know. And people have expertise in different areas. And when the topic's about business and trends, more people can participate. 100%. And getting to the core, you know, fundamentals. And like you said, getting away from symbols and tickers to more industry. So, okay, where is the fitness industry going? And then having those conversations and then companies that really fit into, you know, fit into the narrative, but also to our internal projections and then having other people to bounce those ideas off. So very, very cool. Now, from a PR standpoint, I guess from like an overall brand standpoint, right? Um, How important has PR been to really the the growth or has it just been more of a organic user to user growth strategy? I would say the way we tell our story is significant. And that's because you know, at the simplest level, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of platforms that offer zero commissions, fractional shares, which if your audience doesn't know, it just means you can invest in, you know, say you want to buy Amazon stock in the past, you had to buy an entire share. I think it's like $3,000 for one share right now with (laughs) fractional, you can say, I have $5. I want to invest this week and I want to start small and you can buy $5 worth of Amazon. And so that's really amazing for people who want to build a small portfolio and have that active learning experience without putting a ton of money in. And so for us, kind of the the storytelling around our mission is important. And that is a lot of times I hear, you know, even when I get cold emails from vendors, they're like, your mission really resonates with me. Or of course, you know, vendors are always very complimentary, but they, a lot of people, job applications, people I just talked to who have heard about us go to like, what is the mission and the differentiation? And for us, we really do fundamentally believe in not just offering more access. So not just creating a mobile app that makes it easy and a couple taps you can invest. Like that's obviously important to a new generation of investors, but there's this whole other piece of changing the culture and making it more inclusive. And so for us, that could mean things like adding kind of guardrails and safety measures in the app for people who are new. So we recently rolled out safety labels where we're labeling stocks that are deemed risky by the SEC. People can always buy them if they want, but it's sort of like they have to swipe to confirm they have the context. So we believe that as we're democratizing, we have a responsibility to protect and educate. And then the other side is just making a community that's more reflective of kind of the world as it is now and not this kind of stereotypical view of what an investor should look like or how they should act. And so that means, you know, diversity and voices in the app, elevating people who have unique perspectives and, you know, making this stuff feel like, you know, it could be for you. I think 
even, you know, growing up, like, or even looking at, you know, advertisements from the, the big financial institutions in the past, there's clearly been a, like a homogenous uh, image when it comes to who an investor is. And we really want to move away from that and not just make it more accessible, but change the actual culture. Very cool. Re- redefining, you know, the personas, right? Because the investors themselves are redefining and having new identities. And like you said, moving away from this suit on yeah. Wall Street, and those are the only people that invest where, hey, you can do it from, you know, your creative studio or wherever you are. And you can be young. And like you said, you can go and do a small amount. Very, very cool. I think, you know, it's it's really speaks to the overall story that you're telling as well. The thing that comes to mind for me is I've always been fascinated by people's affinity for Dropbox. And when you just bake it down to its lowest level, it's online storage. Like it's not very yeah. sexy at all. It's <laughs> and people sure. are like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I'm like, it's file storage. Like you're yeah. getting hype about file storage. We need to do, tell me why. And it comes back to, you know, they had core mission and they have a story around that and they have a really strong brand presence when at the end of the day, there's a ton of products out there that you can store your files. Of course. Um, yeah. It's so, a different layer, uh, different layer on it. It's, I think that's a great parallel. It's almost like lemonade too. I mean, at the core, they're selling insurance, but you know, why is their NPS so high? You know, why people would wear lemonade swag. I mean, it's an insurance company. So there is something to what the brand you're building, you know, is it, even visually, I think we have a lot of creatives on the platform. You know, if you're you're creative and you go into like, if you went into like a traditional brokerage account, I mean, that just doesn't feel like it's for you. So that's part of the inclusivity too, is just how the brand is presented, the way we talk in the app. We try to just, we have a principle that we literally just write the way we would talk in the app. So we try to make things more relatable, organized stocks in themes instead of sectors. And those themes can align with specific interest areas or passion points or even causes, because we just don't think most people wake up and view the world in sectors. They view it in, you know, things they believe in or, or things they're passionate about. And so little things like that, that kind of also lends itself to the inclusivity of making this feel like something that's for you. 100%. You see it, you know, across purchasing habits too. We see, you know, people aged 25 to 35 are more likely to to seek out and rent a, a home that has a less of a carbon footprint. Yeah. Has, so, okay, that's important to a generation, right? And of course, then if they're doing that in buying decisions, your investing decisions are going to reflect that. And if you have the opportunity to be educated on that, it makes complete sense. So very, very cool. So the last question I have for you is what's next for public? Is there anything coming down the pipe that we should be, as the general public, excited to see? Yeah, I mean, we're really doubling down on the social and community features and making that experience as amazing as we can. Looking forward, we, well, we were plussing up kind of what's existing, adding some new things. We're working on some fun initiatives when it comes to helping people build financial literacy. And we're moving quickly. So, you know, every few weeks we got something new coming out. Sometimes, you know, we even do these adjacent sort of stunt campaigns that are kind of a brand building tool, but also extremely fun and outside of the app. So we have one of those coming soon that I can't really tell you yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, if people want to check it out, you can just head to public.com and and download the app from there. Awesome. And that was going to be my last question (laughs) was where people should head. So I appreciate it. Katie, I appreciate you taking the time and coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. 
All right, everyone, that's the episode. As always, hit like, share, subscribe, all those good buttons at the bottom of your podcast app, and I will check you out next time.